The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. You know, I see this at conferences a lot is people show up at these conferences and they, they don't really know why they're there. And then they get caught up in this, like, I'm going to pitch to agents and I got my slot with an agent and I'm totally ready. And, oh my gosh, how's my query and whatever. And, and you say to them, is your manuscript done? Do you, do you know what it's about? Do you, do you know, you know, what that agent's looking for? And they, you know, look at me like, what are you talking about? And then the, those people are the ones that end up being frustrated and they're the people that end up thinking there's like a magic bullet answer. And if I could just get that answer, I would be able to get this agent's attention. It's that being picked thing again. Welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this special edition of the show, the author, educator, book coach, and founder of Author Accelerator, Jenny Nash, returned to go deeper on tools and strategies for writers on the winding, sometimes daunting journey to finish your big, scary book. Jenny started her career in publishing at Random House and has over 30 years experience in all facets of the industry. She also taught at the UCLA Extension Writers Program for 12 years and has spoken at writing conferences across the country. She's the author of seven books, including a self-help book for writers, The Writer's Guide to Agony and Defeat, and has written hundreds of magazine articles for national publications. For nearly a decade now, Jenny's been coaching authors from inspiration to publication and proven successful helping them to land top New York agents and book deals with major publishers. As the founder of Author Accelerator, described as a personal trainer for your writing life, She and her team of book coaches now provide writers the blueprint so often lacking in the traditional publishing world, including tools, nurturing, and encouragement needed to finish their work, get it into the world successfully. In a serendipitous turn of events, right after this interview, Author Accelerator became a sponsor of this show, and I'll tell you all about a resource they've created just for listeners of this podcast at the break. This conversation is tailor-made for writers just starting out or well along on your journey to publish. And just a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. You can just go to audibletrial.com slash writerfiles, browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download your free title, and start listening. It's that easy. audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. And in part two of this file, Jenny and I discussed why there's no such thing as a truly original story. 
how book coaches keep up with trends and best practices across multiple genres, why authors need to understand the universe they're writing in, the key to getting the most out of your investment from writing retreats, conferences, courses, and coaching, the three top reasons writers want and need to write a book, and why you have a duty to take the risk, be intentional, and persevere. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives at writerfiles.fm, where all 165 episodes of the show are available. You can also find the last 100 episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in, and you'll find a link to the previous show in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. I'm reading, um, I'm actually listening to the audiobook right now of um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you heard of this novel? Uh-uh. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. It's, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it was just picked up by uh, Reese Witherspoon. It's going to be a TV series. It, I'm blanking on the, the um, oh, I know, it's Taylor Jenkins Reid. So, so this is a novel about a seventies rock band and it's told as an oral history. So the, the band members are speaking to this interviewer. They're not speaking to each other or really to the the reader. It's this extremely unique and, and interesting structure that the, the writer chose. And it's just, it's just this fantastic, um, read and really fun. And you know, but when you step back and you think about it, it's like, it's basically Fleetwood Mac. It's basically the story of Fleetwood Mac. And the, and the writer <laughs> says as much. And, you know, you know what happens in Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> like, the beautiful blonde star singer and the, you know, the drugs and the, you know, everyone's sleeping with each other in the band. Like, the story is not what is a surprise. It is not, you don't read this to like, gee, I wonder what's going to happen here. Right. And, and the point is there is no new story. There is, there is no new story and, and there is no, we don't read (laughs) to find out what happens. We read to find out what it's like, like to be in the unfolding of it. I mean, it is, this story is so gripping, even though you know exactly what's going to happen. And, and it becomes a story about the lies we tell ourselves and the price of ambition and what it means for a woman to try to raise her voice and all these really powerful things going on in this book. And, and yet there could be 15 other books like this or stories like this. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you're in it, you're like, haven't I read this before or seen this before in a movie? And it's like, yes, you have. It, it was the documentary on the Eagles. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. It was, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a genre. It's, a, it's a, a trope. It's a type of story. But that doesn't mean that you can't make it uniquely your own. And right. so even just for a writer to go out and look at what else is already out there, the, the 
danger is that you go out and you're like, I want to write a, a rock opera too. And then you go out and you, you look and you're like, oh, everybody's already done it. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Right. Everything's been done. But, uh, you know, it's something about the experience of the story that, that you know, there's only, well, I mean, by some theories, you know, there's only like eight types of story. <laughs> right. right. Or something to that effect. Right, uh, right. That's how I, you tell I, it. I try to read very widely in a very wide range of genres just to make sure that I'm keeping up with everything because I coach in a wide range of genres and I train coaches in all the genres. Mm -hmm, so I try mm -hmm. to, you know, I read middle grade. I read, even though I don't have kids at home anymore, I, I read YA, I read sci-fi, I read um, historical novels, like all the things. Um, I just read um, a romance, like a straight up genre romance for the first time in many, many years. And there's, there's a lot going on in the romance genre. A lot of women particularly making a lot of money right now. And that genre has moved over to self-publishing almost, well, I was going to say exclusively, but that's not mm -hmm. Um, It's just some very interesting things happening in that genre. And there's a lot of women's empowerment stuff happening in these books. And I, I on purpose read a book that featured people of color because there's a lot going on in this genre around those diverse voices. And, you know, so I read this thing and like, literally, you know, what's going to happen from page one. It is so predictable. It is, it is, <laughs> you know, it's like watching, it's like watching a sitcom. It's just like, yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen here. But that's, th this book was fantastic. It was called um, A Princess in Theory. And that's not the pleasure of reading you know, finding out what happens. It's, it's being in this unfolding and being in these characters' heads and trying on these lives as if they were, you know, pieces of clothing that you could feel what it's like to be someone else and to, to be in their shoes and to see the world the way they see them. And, you know, even something that could be characterized as, as a, you know, some people would call that a trashy romance. There's, there's value in it. There's beauty in it. There's, you know, so so the writer has to understand the universe that they're writing in so that they they can add value to it. Yeah, absolutely. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction, and in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. 
Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, I didn't ask you if you had a hard stop today. Oh, I could talk for hours. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure you can. Um, I could listen to you talk for hours. Yeah. So if you want to keep going, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, shoot a couple yeah. more your way. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about your feelings about writing retreats because there's a lot of writing retreats out there and they sound so romantic, but there's different types of writing retreats, right? Yeah. And, and I think the, the thing with all writing education, whether you're going to a conference or you're going to a retreat or you're purchasing a course or you're deciding to work with an editor or book coach, no matter what you're investing in, I think the key to getting the most out of it is to be extremely intentional about what you want and what you're looking for. And, and I mentioned earlier that I, I often have a problem with writing groups and the reason is because they're often very confused about what they are. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, right? Like you just, I mean, go on meetup and uh, look at a <laughs> couple of those. Right. And, and it's like, okay, are you looking for a community of people that are sharing the same hobby that you're sharing and you want to get together and drink some wine and talk about, about the hobby? Yeah. That's awesome. If that's your goal. You know, if you're looking for people to actually critique your work and help you get to the next level, that format is extremely poorly designed to do that. Right. You know, so it's that intentionality of, of saying, hey, I want a group um, of, of fellow writers that I can get together with. And we can have cookies and wine and have a good time. That's important to me. So the same thing with with writing retreats. I mean, I know. um I know a woman named Laura Munson, who is a writer herself, and she runs retreats up in Montana. She's been doing it for years and years and years. And they're, they're small, um, I think maybe 10 or 12 people, and they're very remote. And, and people, I know a number of people who've, who've gone to them and just loved them. And um, Laura is extremely clear about what she's offering and what she's doing and what's happening there. And it's very much about getting in touch with your, your writer self and giving yourself that time and setting, you know, stepping out of the world in order to learn how to be that and, and reground yourself in that. And, and, you know, for people that feel that they need that and want that and desire that that's an ideal thing to go do. But, but if you're going, you know, I see this at conferences a lot is people show up at these conferences and they, they don't really know why they're there. And then they get caught up in this, like, I'm going to pitch to agents and I got my slot with an agent and I'm totally ready. And, oh my gosh, how's my query and whatever. And, and you say to them, is your manuscript done? <laughs> right. do, you, do you know what it's about? Do you, do you know, you know what that agent's looking for? And they, you know, look at me like, what are you talking about? And, mm-hmm. 
then those people are the ones that end up being frustrated. And they're the people that end up thinking there's like a magic bullet answer. And if I could just get that answer, I would be able to get this agent's attention. It's that being picked thing again. Yeah. And, and so there's this, all this confusion. So I, I would say that just get really intentional about why you're going on a treat, a retreat, what you hope to, to get out of it. Um, I was a guest host at a retreat last year in 2018 for the women's fiction writers association. And they have this fantastic retreat. And I, um, so I was charged with teaching for, for three days. And I came to them with this proposal that was like me with the fire hose, like, okay, from 7am, we're going to do this. And then, you know, from 10 to 11, we're going to do this. And then there's gonna be three hours of that. And then I want to, with everyone, I just had this three (laughs) days of stuff, you know? And they were like, um, that's not what this retreat is about. And, (laughs) and they said, people really come here to actually spend time on their writing, to actually get writing done Mm -hmm. and to be in the company of other people writing in their genre. And what we're looking for is maybe six hours of programming over the three days, not, you know, 52 hours. <laughs> and, That's awesome. But what I loved about it was how clear they were and, and that that's what people go there for. And, and they design that retreat on purpose with, I think only a hundred people are allowed to go. And, you know, you would self-select for that if that's a thing you wanted, like, I'm going to go really get this work done. And I'm beginning to run retreats myself and being extremely intentional. uh, I know my own strengths and that fire hose way of, of teaching is what I want to provide like a kind of kickstart type of thing. So that's Mm -hmm. what my retreats are going to be. And like, don't come if you want a relaxing hangout with your writing buddies and write and, you know, um, sit by a pool, (laughs) I'm going to put you through your paces. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah, I I think it's just being really clear on what you need. That's really good advice. And you taught, you taught memoir at UCLA, is that right? Yeah. I taught a lot, a lot of years of, of that, about 12. Yeah. Yeah. Someone recently gifted me the art of memoir. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mary Carr. Yeah. I haven't it's a dug great into book. it yet, but yeah. So being intentional about the type of retreat and because there's, there are different types of retreats you do, you dig into uh, a very specific type of teaching and, and as an educator um, and a speaker, I'm sure that that's um, incredibly valuable because uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much bad advice out there. And then as you said, writing groups, can be destructive, I think, to sometimes to the creative process because, um, yeah, if you're in just kind of a generic hangout, share your poetry or whatever, <laughs> and drink right. some wine type of a writing group, you know that book idea rattling around in your head. Now's the time to take it seriously, and working with an author accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, accountability, and support so you can get your idea out of your head and onto the page. 
They operate in the gap cracked open by savvy indie authors who curate their own teams of publishing pros and left open by traditional publishers who no longer offer sustained editorial guidance. Through a human-centered matching process, writers are paired with a coach who understands their genre needs and has an affinity for their topic and has been trained in the project management skills needed to guide a complex, creative project from inspiration to publication. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, so many copywriters and authors have the exact skills needed to become great coaches, including managing a project and understanding that creative process. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and masterclasses so you can add this premium service to your arsenal. For more resources and to get the free seven-day writing challenge mentioned here, just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. Well, I wanted to just go, go to the point of a couple things. The importance of why writers should persevere and write that book in this day and age. Why maybe you know, maybe just the importance of books and how they speak to our culture right now. Oh, for sure. So there, there are three, I have this, um, at author accelerator, we have this intake form when writers come to work with us. It's not an application. We work with anybody, but we, we want to know where you are in your writing process and what your goals are and what your experience being critiqued or coached has been. And one of the questions on this form that, that we ask is why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you writing? So we have the data from hundreds and hundreds of writers now about what they answer. And there's three answers that, that emerge as, as the, the three top ones. And, and I can run through those quickly because I think it's really fascinating. So the first one is um, just raising your voice. It, it turns out that there's a lot of people who have been silenced in their lives and they've uh-huh. been silenced by the culture. They've been silenced in their families. They've been silenced by somebody shaming them for what they think or what they want to say or that they even want to be a writer or saying you don't have anything to say or, you know, nobody wants to hear from someone like you or whatever the reason people really feel the need, they feel called to raise their voice, to claim their space, you know, to stand Mm -hmm. up and speak their truth. And you can do that in, in a book. A book is the most powerful way to do that because it's just you. It's your creation. It's, it's not a terribly collaborative medium. It's, you standing up and claiming that space and and raising your voice and there there is no more powerful thing to do than to do that. The second reason that people give is wanting to make an impact. You know, mm-hmm. writers are not writing for their own benefit all the time. That's often where it starts, but they want having a reader closes the loop. They want to make an impact. They want to have an influence. They yeah. want people to be talking about what they've written. They, they want to matter. And so, so saying something that matters, having some sort of message that goes out into the world is, is an enormous reason to, to pursue this work. And having a book is 
valued in this culture. And, and we turn to authors. I mean, that author I was speaking about before, um, Taylor Jenkins Reid, the author of Daisy Jones and the Six. I mean, she was interviewed in Rolling Stone for crying out loud. And, you know, and in Vogue and in Vanity Fair and I mean, all over the place and and has a message that her book delivers and she gets to have that impact. It's, you know, people often have a shorthand for what it means, like they want to be a bestseller. They want to be on Oprah. They want Reese Witherspoon to pick their book for a movie or whatever. (laughs) But what it means is having an impact. And and having people just you know talk about what you you wrote and and having you know writing something that matters so that is a huge reason to to pursue this work and to do this hard thing and it and it is a very hallowed path towards doing that um, we often look at book writers as thought leaders and they they become cultural touch, touchstones and having a book helps elevate you to that, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And then the, the third reason people give is actually the most common reason and it is the most profound. And what they say is that they don't want to die before they write their book. And they, they literally use this wording and, and I hear it over and over and over again. And it's no, this notion that they, they feel that they are a writer. They've always wanted to do this thing. They've, they've yeah. probably squelched this desire in themselves that they had when they were young. Maybe they were really young or maybe in college they were going to write you know, this great American novel. They were going to be a writer and then they go off and they get a job as an engineer or you know, have to do something to raise their family or to, to be responsible, I'm doing air quotes, um, adult. Hmm. And and they they turn away from this thing that feels really intrinsic to who they are, and that um, that feeling like I don't want to die before I do this is so strong and it's so prevalent and and it gets like I just had somebody write me the other day and I don't want to say too much about her because the details of her life would give away who she is, but mm-hmm. um, she she came to me recommended by a, a current client and. And she said, I have wanted to write a book since I was 17 years old. You know, she's she's well past middle age now. Um, her grandfather was the author of an extremely well-known book that we would all know. Um, her, her aunt, um, she said, was the author of 28 books. My. So so she has this massive family history of of writing and writers and I was talking before about that silence, you know, thing and that shame thing. And the idea that she would deign to want to write too was sort of put on her her whole life. And she's come to this point in her life where she's pretty much like, I can't not do this anymore. I'm I'm looking at the end of my life. I mean, she's not super close, but, you know, and I don't want to not have done this. And and I want to give it a shot. And I and I know I can't do it by myself. I've been wringing my hands and wanting to do this literally my whole life. And the time is now, you know, and I, I wrote her, I wrote her back and I pulled a line out of her email and, and sent it back to her. And she was sort of asking me, asking me like, would a book coach help? Should I do this? You know, is it weird to ask for help? Like all those questions. And I pulled this line out and 
and sent it back to her. And I said, just read this line over five times. Just sit with this line that you wrote five times and look at it. It was so profound about Hmm. how deeply called she was to do this work. And, and, you know, she gave herself her own answer and, and she wrote me back and said that she was sitting there reading it with tears streaming down her face, you know, her own words that, that she had said to me. And it's this idea of, of not wanting to not do it. (laughs) Double negative. (laughs) But that I find, you know, you talk about motivation or why should I do this or why should I invest in this or why should I spend this time or effort or energy or money or all of it. And, and these reasons I just listed, you know, raising your voice, having impact, not wanting to die before you do it. These are the things that drive writers and, and they underlie almost every other motivation and they're really big. And, I, I largely feel as though I'm, I'm in the business of helping people do those three things. And it's not, it's not just about words on a page and, and writing a story. It's, or, you know, a nonfiction book, you know, teaching somebody else something or how to, or self-help. It's, it's about these very profound things. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a great place to wrap. So, um, maybe if you just had one, piece of wisdom to leave listeners with um, before we point at Author Accelerator one more time. And um, yeah, maybe just something that you want uh, listeners of this show to uh, come away with or any resources you want to share. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll put up a special page at Author Accelerator. Um, We'll put it up at authoraccelerator.com backslash writer files. And I'll put up some of these things we talked about the blueprint steps and some of these other resources that might be helpful to people who are thinking about, you know, getting coached or writing a book. Um, I'll also put some things up there if people are, are interested in learning how to be a book coach. That's a thing that, that we teach as well. Right. But the, the big, the big takeaway for me is really stop talking about wanting to write a book and, and get the help that you need to actually write it. That, yeah. That's it. Be be yeah. intentional that you want to do this. Undertake the, you know, have the courage and, and to take the risk and to say that you're really doing it and risk the failure of not doing it well. But but be intentional and and consider it the the large undertaking that it is. And and I think if you give it that respect that it deserves you're likely to have a much better outcome. I love that. Perfect way to wrap it up. So we will point listeners to authoraccelerator.com slash writer files. Is that correct? Yes, that's perfect. Perfect. And you can go over there, learn more about um, what Jenny and her team do over there. Uh, Yeah, helping to fill that void uh, left by those uh, shifts in the traditional publishing world and, uh, yeah, to get the, get the help you need. I think, uh, if you want to raise your voice, uh, make an impact and (laughs) write that book before you pass, (laughs) so to speak, (laughs) that's the place to go. Um, no, thank you so much for all of your uh, wisdom and, and, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. No, it's really, it was really fun. 
Um, so now I have to ask though about your own, somebody gave you a book on memoir. Is that, is that what you're called to write? Are you thinking <laughs> of that? No, no. Um, interestingly enough, I write, uh, kind of s- s- semi-autobiographical fiction. Um, but nothing, nothing close to memoir. <laughs> That's really yeah. I don't, I'm not sure why someone gave me a book. Uh, I, I end up with a lot of random books, of course. Um, and I talked to lots of different types of authors. I, I also read widely and deeply. So um, I'm always fascinated by, you know, writerly type stuff like that. So. Yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> I, I always swing from like the, the genre romance to, you know, got now a book on philosophy teed up next, you know, I just yeah. hang all around. <laughs> sure. No, I'm the same way. And I have stacks and stacks of unread books, that, whatever that Japanese, uh, um, Fetishes, oh, Marie, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says you're only supposed to have 30. I'm like, what, in every room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me too. Awesome. Um, yeah. This is great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of the Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.